0: Hi Graham, how are you?
1: Hi Mel, I'm, I'm good, thank you. I'm looking forward to today's conversation.
0: Yeah, we have our um, second person for our second season of Women in Payroll. We have Anna um who is based in uh, Sweden, who I've known for a good few years now. So it's fantastic to have her on today. Thank you. I'm so happy and proud to be in this podcast with you. I
2: look forward to, to tell you about my life, my memoirs in the payroll and HR area.
1: Well, welcome. And we look forward also to your insights and learnings that you can share with the wider global payroll community.
0: Thank you. Anna, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, We've known each other for a good few years now, and I've been lucky enough to meet you in Sweden and, and watch you you know present and I, I feel like you 're very well respected within the Swedish payroll community so how how did you actually start the, your payroll journey as such yeah, I started
2: my career in payroll in one thousand nine hundred and ninety eight so twenty three years ago actually, and uh, where I started as a payroll administrator at OK was the name. It's a oil co- uh, corporation with, you know, fuel, gas stations and things like that in Sweden. So one of the Sweden's largest fuel chains, actually, and still are. Uh, And I learned the profession from very experienced people. Uh, It was only females in the payroll team leaded by a male boss, of course. (laughs) But he was a nice person. He was a master in payroll knowledge. And also very nice and uh, educatable, you know. So so I found it very interesting and learned a lot from him. Uh, Because at that time, there were not the educations in these professions that exist today. Uh, So you had to learn by doing and you have to search for information which were much more challenging in those days than it is today. Much more time consuming. Uh, We didn't have Google and uh, we didn't have this uh, lot of support on the internet that you have today. But what was very good and I think we have to think about even today is that you had to use your brain uh, and try, try and try again. And I recommend that we keep doing this because we just take that the easy way now and copy someone else's work. uh, And we stop using our own brains uh, today. So I think we should keep this in our mind uh, to work like this. Uh, Because when you do, you have a chance to really understand what you are doing in the process. And you can have very, very much need for this. Uh, So when a problem comes up, try to use your own skills before you Google or just ask someone else. So I think you should work more like this. And I think that's the future. Um, Because when you have tried by yourself, maybe you see that you have solved the problem and that uh, sure is a great ego boost for you. Um, and maybe you want to secure that your solution is correct and then of course you can google or ask uh, this shows that you have at least tried the best as you can yes. so uh,
0: yeah do you did you encourage is that with your obviously we're, we're moving forward slightly but with mm-hmm. the things that you've managed now is is that what you encourage them to do to to yes. use their brain and not do the easy way out Definitely, definitely. So
2: that's something I have uh, brought in my my leadership. Absolutely, um, because uh, this help uh, you with your self development, and self development is something that uh, I think self leadership is so so important uh, in your private life and in your working life. Um, so And it's totally vital for your brain because the brain is a muscle and that need to train as well as your core or your legs and arms. Yeah. And you train it by using it. Uh, and I think the younger generations, maybe they, they stop using their own brain. <laughs> and that, I think that's
0: uh, dangerous for, for
2: this generation, actually.
0: I remember going to the library with my dad. So my dad worked for life in a law firm, and he was in, always interested in the, the little um, law, you know, the stupid laws, or the, you know, really old laws. I remember going to the library and then picking up these massive books and going through the books. Can you imagine them people doing that now? Do they do that now? No. <laughs> do they go <laughs> No, they don't. Exactly.
2: And, and you say that you, you, you will not be needed in the future. If you just press a button, you, you will not be needed. Someone else can do. And it was not so long ago when you said that you, you will not be needed in the future, but we are there today. You, you are, you, you aren't needed any longer. If you just press a button and you can have a, a, a yeah a robot doing that so yes uh, I
1: think certainly robots (laughs) robots can press buttons as well as as well as human beings and and we've talked a lot in this podcast about the way the profession is is evolving but before we get to that perhaps just describe for me if you can you arrived on that that first day of work it's a it's a female team is there a pc on every desktop is it you know what was the work environment like that you arrived in because I love that idea of the basic skills of calculating yep. payroll, but I think I think that may come to a picture. We we interviewed somebody who talked about you know working at a butcher's and having all the receipts and pencil and the receipts. So mm-hmm. to help us just position this first piece of work in context yeah. and how computerized was it and and what was the actual day to day work experience like in that department? Yeah,
2: actually, uh, I was responsible for seven hundred and fifty employees. Uh, and it was both blue and white colours, and they had different collective agreements, so it was very lot information to just take in. And uh, the processes, the main part of the time registration process uh, was manual, uh, and we were in big need for more efficient solutions, of course. But. I think it's interesting that we, even if we did so much manual work, I managed to to do these 750 pay slips each month. So... um, so, I, so you
1: were using Excel or a, a, a payroll tool that had been developed for? Yeah, for um, we had for a
2: payroll system, but yeah. a, a big data system, so so not uh, the kind of system that we have today. But mm-hmm. the systems uh, it, uh, on the market were not as many as now. But the revolution had just begun, so uh, with lots of news coming up on the market, uh, and uh, we had just been starting to, to try these new systems so even if we had a manual process we had very good control over our workflow uh, and the quality was excellent so we didn't have so much human errors because we checked we double checked our the manual registration we went through it we reviewed it and we had the time to do this uh, actually so I think that it interesting too uh, what are we doing with our time today Yeah. <laughs> So uh, uh, to feel safe before we changed over to a new system, we manually checked all calculations. And it was a way of working that I took with me as well Uh, and still use today. Because in this way, you learn to troubleshoot effectively and increase your understanding of how the systems are structured and also how they can be developed. Because uh, like I said, if you are a person who doesn't care about what you actually are doing and just follows button, you're no longer needed in the payroll field. Um, and
1: so. and so you mentioned that it was a an all female department with a, a a male leader. What mm. early lessons did you take as you joined that function? You know, what, was was that leader particularly supportive or or helpful? Did they help you do things that you then moved on in your career, or was that Um, just a a normal function, the same as every other office you've worked in?
2: Uh, I took with me the respect for uh, the elder generation because uh, they have managed to do all this work with so high quality, even if they had so much technique helping them uh, to do it. So I think now when we have this technique, why do we have so a problem with quality at all (laughs) so I think that uh, that is uh, something to think about because you have to know the profession they they wanted to calculate manually they said oh can't we do this any longer do we have to use technique Mm, because they they really um, were passionate for what they were doing so um, mm.
1: so you came in and and Learned the foundational knowledge there, and that sounds like it's had a long influence through your career. Mm-hmm. In terms of, you know, there's a couple of things you've talked about in terms of the ability to do it manually and truly understand. Mm-hmm. Um, when you got stuck, and and you needed to ask a question without being able to turn to Google, how did you find the answers for? Um, your payroll questions in 1998 when you were working mm-hmm. in that
2: organization. Um, and you had to make phone calls uh, to the unions mm-hmm. and to the tax authorities, and you had to ask and really be work as a team. Um, so, so really, yeah, you you had to to and you have to use your own brain before you asked anyone so so you have to think and try and try to solve and and uh, search for the information um, it was tougher so yeah so i should say uh, it framed the teamwork and uh, yeah you you, you, ha- you had to to work by yourself
1: so you were there for, I think, three years and then and then moved on.
2: Yeah, uh, was, was merged with Q8, to Kuwait oil, uh, and that work was a great experience for me too, uh, both in terms of merging operations and uh, also with all these cultural differences between our companies. Uh, totally different, uh, and uh, I stayed for two years actually. Okay. Uh, so, so I, 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 we merged systems, we merged way of working, and our um, both payroll teams, we merged them together. So that was a really good experience, and I, I liked it. Um, but I have always loved uh, doing business, uh, and instead of. Uh, and uh, the feeling that I am some uh, overhead cost in the company. Uh, I want to uh, generate revenue uh, and that led me to the world of outsourcing uh, where I have stayed for 20 years now. Um, I started in a small family owned business uh, where we provided payroll and HR services. Uh, the owner was the best manager I have ever had and uh, she, she was amazing. We were a team that worked hard, um, but she made us remember to laugh. We had so much fun together um, and she really was a front figure for sustainable leadership. Uh, Even though uh, we were so different personalities, uh, she treated us exactly the same. Uh, She got to know us uh, personally. Uh, and appreciated our different uh, personalities with uh, respect in a genuine way and in a genius way uh, also, I should say. Um, we became like uh, one big lovely family and she led us with her heart and that is uh, the most meaningful thing I have taken further in my leadership is to run everything with your heart. Um, on the wall behind her desk, uh, she had a wall lamp. Uh, do you say? Can you say it, though, yeah. uh, And the, this lamp was in the shape of a heart with a red light. <laughs> so even she, when she was not in place uh, at the office, uh, we were reminded that uh, we always had her care, uh, and that we would always do things with our hearts.
1: Fantastic!
2: Mm-hmm. And, really and
1: fantastic. in an outsourcing business, were you then? managing payroll on behalf of the clients of that business or were you actively doing the, the change to outsourcing were you helping them make the move from in-house to outsource?
2: both both uh, so from the sales uh, selling in uh, our uh, what we provided and uh, the whole chain. To implement, to integrate, to choose the most efficient solutions for time registrations or um, expenses and traveling. Um, you know, so 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 it, it was really uh, all of the whole process, uh, every step in it, and also the pricing of uh, our what we provided. So our our services. So. And uh, We did the whole thing. And um, what I should say also, um, at that time, uh, I went through a separation uh, in my private life. Uh, and as a single mom with small children, it was a challenge to manage private and working life, especially uh, during the payroll periods with many deadlines. Uh, as I lived far from the office and uh, was working full time. I asked her if I could have to do something, some of the work from home in a distance. And this was uh, 20 years ago, (laughs) we should remember. (laughs) (laughs) And I have her trust to do, uh, uh, and it was not common to work on distance, but it became an icebreaker. And many followed and did the same, because it was uh, things in the process that you could do from the home, actually. So, so I love to think about new solutions. I'm a problem solver. I I'm passionate for that.
1: It's often said that people's long-term belief around payroll as an in-house function or outsourced depends on their first experience. Um, so, you know, if they've worked for a company that's had a good outsourcing experience, they will believe in outsourcing. they've perhaps worked for a company that's had a challenging outsource experience they will believe even more strongly that everything should be kept in in in-house so somebody who's been in the outsourcing world for for 20 years how how have you seen attitudes evolve towards outsourcing and and the the centricity of payroll because it's so central to the employee experience i've heard people make a good argument for keeping it in-house i've heard people make a good argument for outsourcing i'd love to get your take on on just the the experience and how people think about outsourcing.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, It's so different uh, between uh, companies. Uh, And I think this is also a leadership when you uh, tell someone about what you provide, your services in the sales step. I I don't uh, think the salesman can do this by their own I think they need someone from the profession to to be with them to go together and and uh, speak to to the prospect client uh, together uh, because when when they hear when they meet someone that have experience and they feel safe then you connect then you can do uh, magic together. So I think trust is very important um, because it's so important. Uh, this HR uh, and uh, payroll is so uh, central in the company, as you say. So it's something maybe you want to keep in-house. But if you feel safe, if you hear all the positive things with outsourcing, then uh, yeah, I, I think that's important. that mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. 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 payroll.
0: Payroll people, if they see a payroll person at the pitch, I do agree with you that it changes the whole dynamics of the pitch because maybe they feel like the salesperson isn't necessarily going to be as honest as or, or may massage. Mm. However, I think when they see a payroll person, it's almost like, you know, they're in the same battle. Mm. <laughs> yes. And they trust trust them more so. Mm. Yeah, so, so
2: you have it much easier to convince them uh, when you have all the experience. And uh, so this, uh, if I was a salesman, I should think who is the best uh, uh, payroll consultant to take with me to this special client, maybe someone who have experience from exactly that field, that branch, uh, this that kind of business. So, so you, it. You,
1: th- you you spent time and this is a point you talked about choosing technologies for your clients around time and expenses and travel. Mm-hmm. And this is the early 2000s. So we've got the dot com, the beginning of the web, the beginning yeah. of the tools, um, the beginning of the HCM and payroll tech category growth, I guess, that you touched on a, mm-hmm. a second ago. So um, how did you. Maintain and stay up to date with all the different technology options in a role where you're advising organizations on their technology choices.
2: Mm. Uh, uh, I have chosen to stay with those who, who I have worked with for a very long time in the long perspective because I, it's, uh, it's that in all what I'm doing, I think in the long perspective. So I think it could be better if you choose some people in your network that you can develop with together if you share the the same values and speak the same uh, language and you have the the same mindset you can do uh, extremely good things together so if you have uh, each other's trust and so i uh, have chosen systems that could uh, be more where you can have many solutions in the same system so you are not forced to have so many different uh, systems because it's also if you work with outsourcing you have have a payroll team you have to have a good backup function and uh, it's hard if you have too many different ways to process to have this uh, safe um, backup. So, so uh, we have chosen the system that we see uh, work, they are also passionate with their uh, work and want to make solutions that uh, many can, can have, uh, is useful for many kinds of clients. And we can see now that they are uh, in the front of a, a human resource uh, module. To the payroll system, that so that could handle what most companies uh, need. Mm. So, yeah, so. So that's
1: a huge challenge for the payroll professional. Mm. Is the information they're receiving from other departments being timely and formatted correctly, and just having yeah. the right right fields, the right data in it? So. the the benefits of a a common tool set across some of those teams, I guess they're starting to emerge by this point. because Yes, uh,
2: exactly. Because uh, this system, they are very open for this API solutions where the systems are uh, speaking with each other. Mm. And they were early with that. Because Mm. in the beginning, every system, they they were so afraid of each other. So they wanted to, to buy everything just from them but this partner we have they are much more open and they have been it uh, for all the time and that's the way I love uh, this networking um, share things together you don't have to be afraid Uh, we can share Uh,
1: we're all consuming you know with our e-commerce habits and over the last year and a half everybody's done a lot more online than they would perhaps have done before mm-hmm. so we're now used to sharing more information and you know talking to systems that talk to other systems and um i think it is the api and that technology integration part of the challenge for the the technology vendors is to simplify the experience for the the payroll and the hr professional because there are so many more parts to the job now. And you made an interesting comment earlier on about, you used to have the time when it was Mm -hmm. manual and you would take the time and follow the process. Mm -hmm. Now there's much less time, so the systems have to, do more and be better at talking to each other and um, helping the payroll function lift the the scale they're now working at. Yeah. So perhaps if we can talk a little bit more about, so you've been in-house and then you've moved to an outsourcing and a fabulous Mm -hmm. experience by the sound of it, an inspirational leader um, and and deep payroll understanding and and you're helping clients outsource. All this is still within Sweden or across the Nordic region? When do you start...
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, In in that time, it was only in Sweden, only uh, in Sweden actually, Uh, but we were acquired by a larger finance agency uh, that offered accounting services uh, and needed experts in payroll and HR area. Uh, And I worked a lot with sales and the implementation of the new customers uh, and with developing the way of streamline processes to increase profitability because that was something that when you grow, that's more and more important to to always uh, increase. Uh, At first, we only grew organically. Uh, But in the long run, we also buy uh, acquiring other businesses. Uh, It is a challenge to grow fast, and it is well known in our industry that it often leads to staff turnover, which leads to lack of skills, uh, which in that turn leads to customer dissatisfaction. And all of this uh, costs a lot of boring money, and that was exactly what happened to us. Uh, so our great boss, with her, the with a big heart, uh, she left the company. and her heart, this wall lamp, was uh, taken down from the wall. Uh, So we we quickly grew uh, what is today Accountor, and they are a very large provider in Sweden and in uh, several other countries as well. Uh, And I was one of the few who chose to stay, uh, and it was one of the most educational things I have done. Uh, I got the role as team leader for one of the payroll teams and also worked in an internal HR group trying to increase well-being in the company to make our employees and our clients to stay with us and it was a matter of creating a basic structure and to start somewhere uh, me and one of my colleagues produced a new personal handbook and a manager's handbook to have uh, some information for everyone so that there were no difference between who you had as a manager so we led the same way uh, i think that is important too and together in teams we produced process descriptions for all workflows and we invested in crm systems uh, for increased collaboration and control I got new hats as a controller of payroll services and finally as a process owner of payroll business. Then, at that time, I worked together with other Nordic uh, countries. Um, So, with a good structure, you can grow sustainably. Um, And with a great teamwork and leadership, we built the organization together and grow a lot more, um, but with a better business control. So, uh, and it's a great company today. So, yeah. I began to long more and more for that small family business uh, again. So, and I, I like to build uh, something. And I, I had good experience now from my er- earlier positions. Um, so, I, I was searching for a company with the heart in the middle. And I found my new assignment at Amesto, uh, Amesto Group in Amesto Account House Uh, because i read about amesto uh, and they were new on the swedish market it's a norwegian uh, concern so um um, they caught my interest Uh, it was their work and interest is in sustainability Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, and i had it in my in me since i was a little child uh, actually so it was not just that they skip the Christmas cards once a year and donate money and, and with ad hoc in urgent things happens, you care, but then the day next uh, it's completely forgotten. Um, it is a natural part of master to pra- participate uh, in a long-term projects like SF, the Doctors Without Borders for example, so that affects the entire organization. And um, we were only five employees in Sweden in that time. And I started as a project manager for new customers again from the sales uh, moment, and because I have to start from the beginning again when you start in a new company. Um, so and I worked with implementations and system integrations on ongoing basis. And at that time, and now to the answer of your questions, actually, we we collaborated with several different global payroll suppliers. And that was new for me. And that was uh, a challenge because it's also these cultural differences and you have to understand why. Do we have to do the payroll once, and then we nearly have to do the payroll process once again in their systems? Uh, so it took me a while to understand um, the meaning of it. And when you're speaking with a third part, maybe in uh, India or in some uh, somewhere else, that uh, also not. Are uh, that involved in why you are doing things. Uh, it took a time for me to, to connect with uh, uh, the right guys in the company to, and, and understand the workflow. Uh, but when I did, it was uh, really exciting because we built up the workflows together uh, and quality follow-up uh, by using my experience and their experience. Uh, and um, together, we, we get a smoother reporting um, between each other. So um, I, for example, I developed, um, do you say macro in Excel? Uh, yeah, because uh, it's like this uh, gross to net report that they want. I find a way to have it automatically from our payroll system and we we spent a lot of time for this before we had this macro it took days for us to to so many working hours for the team so when we have this macro in place uh, we saved so much time so we could uh, take much more new clients on the same uh, same employees, a number of employees. So so that was very profitable uh, to say that for for the company for the revenue, we could see the effect pretty soon.
1: So how many countries were you then exposed to through that uh, through that those partnerships and the clients you were working on?
2: Oh wow, I don't know exactly how many, but but. <laughs> All over the world, I should say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So truly global, Asia, Americas.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Um, And uh, Amesto had as well an office in uh, London. I think Amesto Global. And so so it was also amazing uh, to work with with them and to find uh, connections between each other and. Many of these people are my friends today in, you know in social media and it's a network of people that uh, well, we, we know each other. We have the same uh, <laughs> passion for this business.
1: And earlier in your career, you've been a pioneer of homeworking. So were mm-hmm. you still working at home as you move through these different organizations? or were you now in the office, the life cycles changed, the children are at school? or have you continued to work from home through that through that experience?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. I have uh, continued to work at home uh, and I have a trust for my employees because I have found ways to check. It. You can see pretty soon if someone who works with payroll is not doing their job because we have so many deadlines. We have, uh, if you don't do, you, you, we can see it from uh, time to time, from day to day. So it's easy to check up if someone uh, can can have this trust or not. Uh, But I'm, I I took it with me, but I have been uh, forced to argue to my, um, to my managers, uh, and convince them that this is something I I can promise you it will work. (laughs) So I have fighted for it. uh, Before it was, (laughs) it was
1: was something that is the global pandemic, Mm-hmm. first started and people moved to work, working from home at a scale mm-hmm. not seen before I think there were questions about you know how will payrollers cope working from home in terms of all the different distractions but the very level of detail that you touched on earlier Anna in terms of you know making sure you take time to get it right mm-hmm. so um Mel I, d- I don't know what are you seeing happening in the industry now around uh, people working from home as people start to go back are there more conversations
2: yeah.
0: I I think um, it's definitely going to be the hybrid solution so just going back to 20 years ago I was in recruitment and we'd have people asking if there were any jobs where people could work from home either full-time or one or two days and it was a flat no we never ever got that or that job in or you really rarely heard of anybody working from, from home unless they were sick you know and they had to do something but they couldn't get into the office so obviously the pandemic has changed everything so much um but now i um all i'm hearing is that people uh, um, especially within the uk are going to be uh, working in the office two or three days a week and the others will be uh, working you know the rest of the week we're working from home so i think it's definitely a hybrid solution however I've just had a a few people contact me uh, asking me to help them to recruit. Obviously, I'm not doing that now, but um, but their jobs, uh, because they're outside London, they're now being more flexible because they're they're hoping that the reach will be obviously further. They'll be working from home and the pool of talent will be a lot larger than localised in a localised town outside London or, you know, another part of the country. So it's definitely changed. And I think it's amazing that you've done that for 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, actually
2: it is. Uh, It was uh, funny to to think back, uh, to go back to these times when I prepared for this uh, podcast because it's like my memoirs. And now I think... It's it's so many things that are interesting in this because it's also this how you find solutions, how you find quality controls. Um, It's also about the passion for what you are doing. So so I think it's funny uh, because the payroll we have always think that we are not so important people have treated us as uh, you know on the lowest level in the organization but we have to be very important because we have to be in the office we, they they don't have the trust to let us go where we want to so, so that i think it it doesn't match if we are not that important why are we so important that we have to be in place every second <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah.
1: it's, it's also asking new questions of the payroll profession because all that regulation is so mm. local um mm. and you know, where people are now based matters. You, you can't assume that if they're in the office, they're living in the same country, right? They might be just over the border in a different country or just over the border in a different state or, or regulatory uh, authority. Um, so how has is, how is the last 18 months with people working from home and all those changes, how has that affected you as a payroller? So not so much in your own life, but as someone who's helping companies run their payroll and optimize their payroll. How does all that change in the last 18 months flow into how people think about payroll?
2: I think this is uh, something that is uh, we will never do as we did before the pandemic Um, In where i am today i will come to to this we are totally digital so it was no problem for us just to take our computers and go home and start to work from home in march last year and uh, we have done it since then and uh, we have daily contact to each other and In my my dream of the future is that it's going to be like a hub where you meet. The office is your hub where you can go when you want to work together and when you meet new clients and you want to have these face-to-face meetings because I think they are very important. And I think it's important when you employ new. Uh, new employees, so they feel the culture. Not uh, it, it's hard to say. Oh, we are a big family. We have the heart in the organization, and you just see people on the screen. Um, and and so so we need to meet. Uh, and it was so nice when Melanie visited us in our office in in Sweden. It's a totally different thing now. Now she knows how we how we live, <laughs> where we're we
0: working from, how it looks like. Um, and, and, and I think when, what I was going to say, actually, I was going to mention this, but you've obviously mentioned it. Um, I, was, I, I was lucky to meet you in your office. Obviously, I've met you in social occasions and also I've met you when you've been networking or presenting. So you're, mm-hmm. you're very active within the payroll, you know, Swedish payroll uh, scene. Yeah. Um, but one thing I will say is that your team really respects you you could see there's a connection you know with you, you and your team and previously when you're a, a mesto you could see that connection so you you are very good at building or gaining loyalty from your team thank you and you don't necessarily see that when you go to different offices you don't necessarily get that feeling but i've 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 seen that on on two occasions now and it's it's really nice to see Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'd be very, very happy for for these words. <laughs> Thanks. And
1: you. you're now uh CEO to bring the the career yes. director yes. up to date. Um so perhaps tell yes. us a little bit about what you're doing.
2: Um, yeah, I will. Uh, um, I will just go back to Amesto um, uh, in one way because I worked there for five years, and uh, I found at that time I found out about the Global Payroll Awards actually, and uh, so so I wanted just to tell you that. So I saw it on LinkedIn. Uh, I think it was two thousand sixteen. I think it, that was the first year it, it was. Had- yeah, <laughs> uh, and I—I uh, I just thought we had to be a part of this. Um, so, uh, and it was the joy was enormous when we were nominated, and we went to London together, and we were receiving this. Uh, Special award is highly recommended in country payroll team this first year, and that was a great boost for, for the company for MS to Account of Sweden. So um, and we had something to live up for to, to show that we were worth this price. And uh, so the year after that, in 2017, uh, in Amsterdam. Uh, In the Netherlands, uh, we won the both in-country payroll team and I won uh, the payroll manager of the year. And that uh, was, of course, meant a lot for me personally, Um, because uh, people see me from other countries. uh, And yeah, I have made contacts all over the world who have generated new businesses uh, and still... It's today. Um, And for three years ago, uh, I had the opportunity to become a CEO um, of a small private owned company called. Um, In Swedish, it's like payroll and HR company. So no one has to wonder what we are doing. (laughs) So it's really good to have on Google because when people Google after service in payroll and HR, we come up uh, first. (laughs) So uh, I got the chance to lead in my own way. Yeah, without having this uh, struggling with uh, argue and convince any other manager in the daily work or what i believe in just like you're working from a distance if you are that kind of uh, if you want to do this if, if it fits your private life so you have this working balance or if you have if you're working with payroll implementations you need to you know uh, go in your own bubble and work and not to be that social you have to to just go in in, inside and and check it's so much quality control work to do when you integrate between systems so so you don't forget any step in it so it's it's so much manual work uh, still in this when you move from a system to another system so um, as a uh, uh, CEO, uh, I had the uh, free hands to try my own wings um, and uh, see if they could uh, take me so high that I hoped. And payroll and HR areas was previously a part of the owner's uh, accounting firm at that time. Um, but uh, the time had come to uh, put, these areas in its own company. And um, so, because they saw this potential to grow further if they have someone with experience uh, to do the sales uh, job, because it's not so easy. It's uh, many on the field to fight with to win a new client, actually. So, um, there were a lot of customers, but they had very small uh, headcounts uh, at that time because it was uh, mostly accounting uh, clients. But the basic work, th- that was already done by a senior payroll consultant. Um, and I don't want to mention her name because of GDPR and things like that, but I can call her G. And if she's listening, she knows who she she is and she had done a uh, gorgeous work um, she had uh, built up the, the payroll system uh, with all checkpoints so i felt safe um, with the quality from the beginning she, uh, and she had also created processes and routines for the daily work because she was also from the outsourcing business um, and we had a communication, um, a kind of communication platform in place um, and that they used uh, internal in the company where you shared information and gathered uh, information, but just internal. So I saw the opportunities to further develop this to external communication because as an extra spice on it for me uh, as a new ceo i had never been that before uh, <laughs> so the gdpr was uh, coming just uh, in that in that time so that was a challenge of course for me so just learn the organization learn their process, uh, processes i had uh, the mission from the board that to grow the company, uh, and I had to do this with GDPR uh, in my mind. So uh, this, uh, I, I want to feel. Um, it's I, I accepted the challenge. I, I thought they had also good uh, values in in their leadership. Uh, so so it was. I want to to feel a meaning in what I do, uh, and uh, I want to make a benefit and difference that gives some value back, like a good kind of recycling. So I get motivated if I feel that what I do is uh, something that lasts for a long time. Um, the purpose must be long-term, uh, even if we have to adapt our path to reach the goal. Uh, most companies have basically the same values, uh, and the risk is that they are just empty words. Um, so, um, so many companies choose these uh, value words for, that are trending, uh, like sustainability for example, but in reality they mean uh, nothing. To either employees, customers, or outside world. Uh, So here there uh, was a good set of values with uh, many nice quotes. uh, And my strategy was to put them into the business in a thoughtful way. And it was just uh, three consultants at that time, uh, but now uh, they are ten consultants, so it have been growing uh, pretty fast uh, even though uh, during the pandemic mm. yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting the the pandemic itself has created so many challenges for the the payroll industry and has put the payroll industry in the spotlight, with their business stakeholders as as you touched on. Before, in terms of not not important enough to invest in, but so important they have to be in the office, and and many people realising the importance of of global payroll Mm -hmm. um, or the payroll profession. Um, I think some payroll leaders have been able to take that and translate it into action inside their organisation for change. Now, whether that's, again, it goes back to the company culture and their focus, does that mean building an in-house team? Does it mean outsourcing? Does it mean changing technology? But it definitely means a more deliberate and thoughtful approach to, to payroll, partly as a result of the experience of going through the pandemic and partly just getting businesses ready for, for what comes next. So I'm not surprised to hear that as a payroll professional who's moved into a CEO role in the payroll space, you've been able to drive growth, even okay. in this crazy you know, mm-hmm. time that we, uh, we we live in. There's a lovely red thread through your experiences from, from the early conversations about working for a leader with heart to being a leader with heart and and sustainability and and the the payroll profession it can it can seem quite dry to people coming in to you know it's it's about a process but you've you've touched a couple of times on actually being very thoughtful about deliberately designing a process that will help the organization for the long term Mm -hmm. and so that that Having a, the the heart, the 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 organisation welfare, you you spent some time doing well being, how that flows through into being thoughtful about designing for the long term, and then having a meaningful impact as as we're seeing as people come out of the the situation that they're in, people got paid, the payroll profession did its job over the last kind of eighteen months and did it well. So there's, there's that lovely theme. So, so as you look then to the future, and, and you touched on this a little earlier about time, and if you're just there to push the button, your job won't exist, but technology now sits alongside the, the payroll professional. How are you thinking about your continued skills development or your team skills development? What's going to matter for the, the payroller of the future, or what advice would you offer someone coming into the industry now to build their skills?
2: Hmm. um I think uh, those who are senior and um, in they I'm pretty I, I don't know the word for it, but um i I, I want I want everyone to to look uh, to open their eyes for the future. so I force them to <laughs> uh, put time in their calendars and uh, just one hour every week where they should uh, look at, uh, just search for new technologies, new solutions in an area that they are interested in, passionate in. Maybe it's uh, running, maybe it's uh, sailing or whatever, gaming. And what is happening in this area with the technique? And maybe they can brought these thoughts back to our business, maybe there is something that because then you, you use your brain muscle, <laughs> it starts working then, And you can think, well, this is something we could have use for when we do like this. So mm-hmm. uh, and then you get so much more value from all your employees, because they are interested in so many different things. So you, it's useful. Um, and it's also useful for your clients as well. So We also have a near cooperation with our clients. I have never been in an organization that has so many meetings with clients on the daily basis. We we have really good cooperation. We work together uh, and we really are. It's not nothing that we just say we do, we actually do. Um, And and, um, I see also this HR and payroll uh, connection more and more so hr is turning to be something else it's like uh, it's hr business partner you work with other things like a manager uh, support more uh, on the hr side and, and talent uh, you work with these things, and uh, the HR part for the payroll is more all these rules, legislations, and all these collective agreements. In Sweden, we have nearly 700 different uh, collective agreements, and I wonder uh, in, in the future, We can't have all these different uh, ways if we will uh, more streamline the processes and do them more automatically done we can have all this It, it, it is impossible to do if you have all these different ways to do a thing we we have to do it more streamlined so I think if we, we if we want to do if that is what we want to do to streamline we have to cooperate and see what is the difference is can we have one collective agreement <laughs> for the whole world maybe <laughs> and then take part of it and then we can have the same uh, system for it as well <laughs> I
1: think it will be interesting because it will be It'll be payrollers and people in the payroll space that are advising regulatory authorities who've helped them understand how to apply some of the COVID support we've seen flow through through payroll. Mm -hmm. It'll be payrollers who are inputting to that design process. And it will also be payrollers who are trying to work out how to leverage robotic process automation and artificial intelligence to help the technology do much more so I think they'll probably meet in the middle ground you may never get to one um, no, and, and no. particularly as you look across all the different countries that, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're always going to have let's say hundreds or several um, but then how do payrollers build a process that then allows you to apply the very best of modern technology yeah. to simplifying that and mm-hmm. just going back to where you started which is the payroll of really understanding the process and understanding exactly. the work that's done and being thoughtful about that that work. Um, that need I think doesn't change, but how it gets expressed in terms of the design and the systems and the use of Mm -hmm. of modern technology probably does evolve quite quickly. Um Mm -hmm. but maybe if I bring Mel bring you in because I'm 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 in the great position here of talking to two women leaders in payroll who are running their businesses now. So you know in terms of people who are coming into payroll but have ambition to move through payroll into maybe running their own business or a broader business experience what advice could either of you give to people who are listening who are thinking right I love payroll It's been really good to me, but where I want to go is is where they are. I want to run my own show. How do they do that?
0: Well, shall I start i th- I think I think people underestimate how much hard work there is and always try and don't give up because I think one thing is that you do get knock knockbacks all the time. But you can't necessarily take that to heart, and you've got to jump back, jump back into it. So one of my um, friends, and you know, one of my payroll friends who I've known for twenty years—I shouldn't say a payroll friend because she is a friend—but she she works so hard. She works ridiculously hard, and she's very, very successful. And I think she—I asked her to run a presentation about how she got to where she is, and you know, um, why she has been so successful and i could watch people's horror in the audience of is this what it takes so i don't think you need to necessarily go to the extreme but i think you've you've always got to bounce back when you do get that knockback. back and people you know we're all adults but people get jealous as well yeah. so if you are successful or if you're doing something right people unfortunately will try and you know bring you down a step or two and i think just keep you know keep going keep going and i i don't know if this is a female thing i don't know whether it happens more with women maybe it's with men uh-huh. um, but i think you just need to be aware of that i don't know i don't know what you think anna yeah, I totally agree. Uh,
2: I, I've been uh, there so many times. Uh, this jealousy, and you have to be strong. So I work a lot with my own uh, self leadership, actually, with uh, and training with yoga and mindfulness, so so I can. Uh, stand when uh, when i meet people and and also as a leader you meet people with uh, also cy- or, uh, psychopaths and uh, yeah you hire up you come in in uh, the uh, company in the management you meet uh, people that you can't even imagine that they exist actually so <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you want to lead a, a, a payroll um, a successful payroll team and each of team or which kind of team uh, i think always lead with your heart and i think as a payroll manager you have to be interested in what are they doing uh, what are they, you have to or at least you have to be like a trainee and and to learn something about the process because i i don't think it's possible to to get uh, I think why, why, like you said melanie, that, that when you said that they have a respect for me, my teams, yes, I think. The most important thing is that they know that I have done this. I know what I'm talking about. I don't see the meaning in standing on the stage and have a speech for my employees, but we do a lot of abbreviations and they don't understand a word or what I'm talking about. I don't see the meaning in that. Um, so, so if you want to have people that trust because their trust is as much important as your trust as a leader.
0: Then you have to to show that you care what they are doing and I think also somebody said to me once it doesn't matter how high you get up in a company you've still got to be prepared to stuff the envelopes Mm. and and again I think that's so important especially when you run your own business you do literally I might be the Mm -hmm. slowest stuffer of envelopes but I'm going to do it (laughs) you know so you need to to get your hands dirty yes
2: because yeah Um, and if you remember my, my uh, boss with the heart, uh, the lamp on the wall, uh, that was exactly what she was doing And env- when, uh, when we, you know, send all the uh, pay slips by post. She, she helped us in, in which level at all. She, she always could work extra with it, but she didn't know anything about the payroll laws and legislation, the payroll process. She was a leader and she was. Amazing, uh, all that. So, so I think it's possible. Yeah. But if you want to learn the profession, it takes time. Yes, it does. But that's also the charm. I mean, with it. And so that's what's uh, so exciting. Because if I hadn't been doing it, uh, if it was too easy, it was just press a button. Then we won't be needed. Uh, we aren't needed any longer. So, and that's the. the best for us that if this job isn't to press a button it is to use your brain so yeah and we have to have it fun be, when we do it uh, together
1: well thank so, you so much for for sharing your your story and insights on mm-hmm. your journey to date um and it sounds like there's there's a lot more to come um mm-hmm. and and interesting things lie ahead so It's it's been really great to understand and and, and hear a little bit about the the journey so far Um, and absolutely in the global payroll community, um, plenty of
0: opportunity, I'm sure,
1: for what comes next.
0: This podcast is made possible by ADP Global Payroll, giving you the confidence and transparency to transform global payroll into an engine for growth. Begin your journey at adp.com forward slash worldwide and connect with your local global expert.